a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Harry walked around the other pairs, trying to correct those who were doing the spell wrong. Ginny was teamed with Michael Corner. She was doing very well, whereas Michael was either very bad or unwilling to jinx her. Ernie McMillan was flourishing his wand unnecessarily, giving his partner time to get in under his guard. The Creevy brothers were enthusiastic but erratic, and mainly responsible for all the books leaping off the shelves around them. Luna Lovegood was similarly patchy, occasionally sending Justin Finch Fletchley's wand spinning out of his hand, at other times merely causing his hair to stand on end. Welcome to the restricted section of very, very passionate, super, super pro-trans rights, Harry Potter book club, Harry Potter slander book club podcast. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. It's raining so hard in Scotland that everyone cancels their Quidditch practices, which means that Dumbledore's army can meet at last and get to practice in some defense against the Diacards. Welcome to the Restricted Section, the podcast of requirement. Just kidding. We pretty much only do this one thing. Um, We're not very flexible, but uh, we're doing our best. My co-host today makes me, like, really nervous. Um, her name's Haley. Say hello to the listeners, Haley. Oh, my God. Hello, listeners. Wait, Tina, tell me more about how I make you nervous. Um, like, when I try to do a spell and then you look at me, I do it badly. Oh, my God. Wait, how do spells even work? It's never entirely been confirmed. This is exactly how awkward Cho and Harry are when they speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Our special guest today is Expelliarmusing all over the place. Alex, say hello to the listeners, Alex. Hello. I'm sure you guys recognize Alex from My Cabbages. An Avatar podcast. Yeah, I was going to start just listing your accolades, but I was like, well, that's the main one that we care about, at least in this context. <laughs> oh, stop. That, that's it. She, she got, you got to the end. It's, it's a, just one podcast. All that's of our all. information. It's not even a list. It's just a statement of an accolade. Oh, no. It's, it's just all of, all of your personal information. She's reading it off of her phone. Oh, like, my God. Address, family. You're, she's, you were, thank, thank you, Tina, for not doxing me, a.k.a. Sh- Sharing my real-time location in real time, like knowing exactly where I am on Twitter. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that that was the um, whole thing where he who shall not be named, the per- uh. the for- the formerly uh, richest man in the world who has now the, or temporarily, not sure at the time of when this drops, if uh, he'll still be the CEO of Twitter. <laughs> True. At this rate. He's still the main character of it. You know how we're all shopping for gifts for the holidays? Well, while uh, Elon is, uh, his musk, uh, that smell uh, is not the new cologne that you bought <laughs> your bay. It's like smelly trash, and he is shopping for a new sweater for CEO. Anyways, yeah, he uh, claimed that all the people who, the, the journalists that all got uh, banned, their account shut down uh, end of last week, were... Because they had shared at one point 
the account that uh, tracked Elon Musk jet in real time, oh, which is I see. Uh, he has is a college kid or a kid going to college who has thirty other accounts that track other celebrities and people. Uh, and it's this is all public information. It's just uh, a bot that he wrote to pull information from air traffic control data um, that is, again, like, you can just go to a website and find it, but he put it to Twitter, and, yeah, that's, uh, it made our little um, crybaby not too upset, and apparently uh, that's what you call doxing people. Well, that's a lot of uh, politics and stuff. We're really, uh, really early on in the episode. I did just... We're getting it out of our system. It just occurred to me to Google if that was his real name, and it turns out it is, in case you were wondering, his real name. Well, I don't... Who would name themselves Musk? A dude. A dude who's like, (laughs) you know, Musk Day Elon. Ew. Ooh. Ooh, de musk. Disgusting. Anyway, um, Alex, how have you been since uh, I don't know whenever you were on the show last? Um, it, since book four, it was it's been wonderful. You know, it's uh, we're in our new house and things are on over on cabbages. We're uh, about to hit the end of season three, so we're not going to talk about that right now. But yeah, but Haley was recently on, so if you haven't um, haven't tried it out yet, that might be a good episode to start with. It would be great. Yes, our most recent episode we talk on the boiling rock part two the last uh part two my zuka canon and Haley talks all fan fiction and how to start a riot um in mm-hmm. or out of prison yeah. um your choice it's i mean that's my specialty i'm i'm a riot causer that's me yeah that, that's on your list of accolades <laughs> <laughs> that's my other middle name like uh, that's like on linkedin when it's like what should we call you at the top of your profile what what job title are you on the lookout for, <laughs> Riot Causer? Bog Witch and Riot Starter. Mm-hmm. Those are my areas of expertise. And thankfully, my only requirements for having, uh, you know, a good quality as a friend. Speaking of requirements. Hey. Uh, friend of requirements. Let's uh, get down to this episode. Get down to business no, to defeat the we're ministry. We're not there yet. We have to bullshit for a couple more minutes before we get to the chapter. <laughs> we have to get swift as a coursing river and mysterious right, as the dark side of the speed. moon. Mystery and speed, not my strengths. <laughs> what about a slow, like a slow, loud thing, like Snorlax? I have a Snorlax onesie. Oh, you a slow, loud thing. <laughs> um, Alex, you already told us, but what are you drinking? You have to tell the listeners now. Oh yes, I decided to get very much into the spirit. Uh, I made a peppermint herbal tea and added peppermint schnapps and a dash of cream to that. Um, and it's very pepperminty, as Tina described, I think, like drinking a, or eating a peppermint patty. So mm-hmm. it's fully embracing. Um, I was going to do pep- like a whiskey, like a hot and toddy, but black tea, I figured at seven o'clock was mm-hmm. probably not in my best interest. So isn't it just uh, called a hot toddy? Hot toddy, yeah. Kind of like hot and toddy better, because it's like what it, it it implies that toddy like means something like silly hot and, and sexy. Toddy. Ooh, getting toddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling kind of hot and toddy today. Tina, you're so toddy. <laughs> Maybe it's like tawdry, and that means that that means like showy tacky. but cheap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure it's like a old Victorian quip or some shit. Yeah, for sure. What is a tawdry person? 
ignoble a what a skank. Cunt. Honestly, ignoble is one of my favorite words ever. I remember that I was in in my high school the- uh, theater classes performance of, and I've been roasted for saying this before, H6 Mafia, a retelling uh, of all three parts of Henry VI. Um, I remember having to call somebody an ignoble duke, and I was Woo. like, damn, that word feels good. Tina, I do just want to very briefly point out that you said we have to move it along and then proceeded to immediately ask Alex uh, what flavor tea she was drinking for the listeners because she'd already told us. Uh, And I just want you to know that there's a bit near the end of this chapter where they're having their first meeting in the room of requirement and Hermione uh, interrupts the beginning of the first meeting to say we should uh we should elect Harry as our leader and also have a name and nothing has ever reminded any like, reminded me of you more than that exact moment <laughs> <laughs> of me or, or of Tina of Tina <laughs> me yeah <laughs> first of all I have a I have a series of rebuttals to that Haley one I definitely did not say let's move on my exact words were absolutely not we need to bullshit for five more minutes. <laughs> Second of all, even if I did say, all right, it's time to move on, that is not because we need to move on. It's because I want you guys to stop talking so I can say my next joke before it leaves my brain. Okay, you know what? Do not make me turn this podcast around. <laughs> Haley, what are you drinking? You said earlier that it was gross. It is. Um, yeah, I was at CVS earlier, uh, and I was just looking for something something cheap, and there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, people really seem to want to get drunk this time of year. God knows why. <laughs> but the cheapest thing around were these Jim uh, Beam uh, highball seltzer things. Oh, oh God! Yeah, so oh, God. yeah, yeah. Like this sounded terrible, uh, but they also had one that was like bourbon and ginger ale. And I thought, so what's that one supposed to be? This is uh, bourbon and seltzer with a hint of of citrus. Oh, okay. Ugh. It's it, it's a it's How much an of orange. How is it? It it tastes like someone made me a a highball with an orange LaCroix and bourbon. That's what it tastes like. What's a highball? I'm guessing something to do with bourbon and orange. I've already Googled hot and toddy, tawdry. Let me Google highball. (laughs) But yeah, I thought I was picking up the ginger ale one and I was not. Oh, I see. Yeah. Is there, wait, is there a ginger ale? Yeah, there's a ginger ale one. It was right there on the shelf. I was aiming for it. I don't know what happened. Oh, well, I I would, that sounds great. Get me one of those. They were, yeah, that sounded fine. Like they were kind of next to each other on the shelf, but like this is, the box was orange for this and for the ginger ale, it was green. So I really don't know how I fucked that up. That's okay, Haley. We have to move on. (laughs) Wait, do we need to, do we need to (laughs) elect a leader and. (laughs) No, that means I have something to say. <laughs> a highball is a mixed alcoholic drink composed of an alcoholic base spirit and a larger proportion of a non-alcoholic mixer, often a carbonated beverage. So Grace's tequila sprites are technically highballs, I suppose. That's every cocktail. That's just That's a, no, Haley. It's a lot of cocktails, but some of like a lot of cocktails are like a, a bunch of different alcoholic ingredients. Okay, so this is like a rectangle square situation. Um, 
I don't, yeah, I guess so. Huh. This is something like, it, to me, it feels like it's like lighter in terms of like alcohol consumption. Mm. Um. Anyway, that's from my best friend, Wikipedia. I'm drinking, this was all just so I could brag about this crazy delicious beer I found. I'm drinking Two Pitchers Brewing. And if, in case you're wondering what I just said, it says right here. Founded by two lousy baseball pitchers. Read more about our story at www.twopitchers.com. Um, and the beer is called Nordic Jam. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this beer. It's so really? fucking good. It's a lager with Nordic fruits. And I was trying to find, like, some Christmassy beer. This is not that. This I could drink on the beach. It tastes like delicious strawberries and cherries and 0% beer. Like, it does not taste like beer at all. It's, it's so quite yummy. As Zach and I have said, when we drink it, it tastes like a liquid fruit roll-up. I wonder if there's, um, oh, mm. but not, but in like a good way, not in like in a, a good way. sweet way. No. Um, yeah. I wonder, I have like an app where I keep track of the wine that I like. It's called, I think it's called Vivino. I wonder if there's one of those for beer. There is. It's called um, Untapped. Oh, I'm going to download that presently. Yeah, no, I'll download can, it when I'm editing this. You can also like when you go to different restaurants and stuff. Like you can, you know, check in and like say, "Oh, I drank this beer at this location," and it's like, yeah, it's That's it's fun. fun. Yeah, and like people okay. will, other people will rate the beer, so uh, it's nice to kind of like shop around. It used to be when it came out, it was just like a bunch of beer bros, but uh, it's since grown over the years, and it's pretty great. That's awesome. Well, I don't think I've ever had their beer before, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. All right. Whatever. Do you want to move on to the the chapter? Is that what you guys came here for, for real? Oh, I thought we just did our plugs and we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's all alcohol. (laughs) Booze all the way down. You know how some people will track their habits in the new year, like things that they're trying to do better? Well, ours are just like, how can I document my drinking more? I, I mean, this is seasonally appropriate. I need to journal this experience for like Tina from Bob's Burgers. I just want to remember what I like so I can like ever get it again. Ugh. Oh, God, this is true. Sorry. It's just this is really <laughs> bad. Every time it's I sip so it. so bad you have to be like auditorily audi- <laughs> reactive. Well, as I keep being reminded, this is an audio medium. So it's if my drink medium. is disgusting, I have to commit. But no, this is... <laughs> commit I, to the... Bit. I like I I'm committing, but I'm not I'm not putting on an act right now. It really is that bad. So whenever <laughs> I say something and make a joke during this episode, and then I see Haley cringe, it's gonna be because you're drinking that terrible drink. The, the, dr- the drink, joke. none of our jokes. No, the drink yeah. will be in the frame with me. That's how you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess on to the book. Ugh. No, it's fine. I <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's a fun, there's fun stuff in this chapter. This is a fun yeah, chapter. A lot, ha- a lot happens in this chapter. Honestly, for someone who just picked up this book, opened it, and read this chapter and nothing else, I, you know, I felt I could still place slot this in pretty well within the story in the timeline. Nice. That's yeah. cool. The trio is in Charms class chatting about how Hedwig was hurt in the last chapter. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And um, so, like, pr- Probably Umbridge is intercepting your mail, huh? Nah, sounds fake. That's crazy. Who would do that? That's fake news. That's probably how she knew that Sirius would be in the fire, which is the other thing that happened at the end of the last chapter. Yeah, she was trying to grab his hair, kinky. (laughs) Just yoink. 
they also believe that she was the one who tipped off Filch about the dung bomb thing. Remember, Filch came like up to the mm. Allery and was like, where's your mail? You're trying to buy dung bombs, but Harry had already sent it. And Cho was like, I saw him send it. It wasn't a request for dung bombs. He let me read the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, duh. That yeah, duh. that's a dumb lie. That's such a dumb <laughs> lie for anyone else to tell. No, with her, it makes perfect sense because she would tell a dumb lie. And meanwhile, Phil just simping for Umbridge, like, oh, let me find an excuse to turn in mm. Potter and his crew. Mm. I feel like he's. I feel like with Filch, it's really just that he's so gratified that any staff member is respecting him in, like, the slightest, you know, and, like, backing him up with any of their own authority. He's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, how many times uh, had he, uh, did Dumbledore say that he Filch has told him to tell the school to not do a right. bunch of shit, like, 426th time, was it? <laughs> yeah, maybe do something other than this this asking them like maybe <laughs> yeah like maybe don't make it a bit for your start of term right. comedy set <laughs> i know you've really been working on your type it's five tight, dumbledore tight opening stage five <laughs> uh. um okay it's break time break time okay it says like they were allowed to stay inside because it was pouring fucking rain. And my question is, like, do you do they make the children go I outside? I had the same question. This whole chapter. Oh, it's raining. We're all witches and wizards and we're going to melt. Scotland. <laughs> it's always raining. What? Yeah. How is this special? But also, if you're in Scotland, why... Why are you making them stay outside for break anyway? How long is At break? All. Like this... There has to be like, why not give them the choice of what to do with their break? That's so weird. Like that's how, like, is this, is this equivalent to study hall? How are you supposed to study outside? Especially in be, Scotland. I wouldn't be surprised if there was just uh, someone outside, like Filch can't do magic, but you know, so, like Umbridge had cast spells to make it look like it was raining outside and then like said, oh, you can't go outside in this weather and just used it as a way to control and like surveil the students. Because I said she did, so. She did work at the ministry and they do have fake windows there. It's probably the same technology. Mm, yeah. yeah. See, they, the ministry was, controls the weather. Now they're just <laughs> testing it on students. Do you guys yeah. ever go outside and you're like, these clouds are not convincing me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's these like, clouds. Oh, you are want sus. me to think I live in the real world, but like look at these fucking clouds, my man. Explain that. Yeah, those things are in beta. What's what's going on? <laughs> did you forget to finish them? Did you hit did you hit send before save? Yeah, it's when the designer of clouds gets sick and the intern has to step up and they're always woefully unprepared for <laughs> the challenge. Low res clouds. <laughs> Angelina comes up and she's like the Gryffindor Quidditch team is a go. We've been Woo. reinstated. Um, I talked to McGonagall. McGonagall talked to Dumbledore. Dumbledore talked to Umbridge. Oh, P.S. Uh, this whole time, Peeves is flying around and and <laughs> shooting shooting ink yeah. pellets at people. I guess. 
Sometimes I forget to write down bits because they're not like narratively relevant, but they're important. Yeah, no, this whole he's chapter fighting with is, Katie, right? Yeah, no, he like Katie actually like gets fed up and does the thing you're not supposed to do and loses her temper and throws shit at him and then oh, no, he empties a big bottle over. Yeah, I she love engaged. This for her. Like no, I'm no, glad same, that she got this moment. <laughs> same. Good for you. I hope you got a hit in. This whole chapter really is full of like just little school moments. Like, this is yeah. one of the chapters where it's like, oh, right, Hogwarts is straight up a high school. I also feel like Peeves probably was really happy to have somebody fight back. Like, nobody ever really engages he's, with him. He's like a dog <laughs> trying so, so hard to get anyone to grab the under <laughs> the other end of the rope. <laughs> While they're, Hermione and Ron and Harry are having their little study hall, whatever, like, afraid of going outside, uh... Hermione starts to question this plan that they have of like getting a group of like students together to you know fight the man uh mm-hmm. and how uh serious aka snuffles which you know I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that that uh code name but <laughs> not subtle no not at all uh totally everyone is going to think that that's part of normal conversation um how she's Concerned that Snuffles is or Sirius is living vicariously through Hermione, Ron, and Harry by oh well, he, like this plan, yeah, I, encouraging yes, yes, them, the, yeah, yes, yeah, like it, fo- bad influence, Uncle Shit, yeah, the entire like the fact that he approves now has her doubting her own suggestion, <sighs> which that's that's fair and she's right and foreshadowing but also like Sirius isn't wrong here she's too emotionally intelligent for her own good sometimes she's for sure she's too for emotionally sure. intelligent and also too well-mannered like oh so you've caught on to the fact that there's actual danger but like your goddamn british sensibilities are getting in the way of you trying to do something about it Oof. yeah if you tried to ha- tell Hermione, like, if you gave her an assignment where there were no roles, like, just free write, no prompts, she would lose her fucking mind. Like, th- it would, that girl without structure is nothing. <laughs> like, she needs to have rules in order, there needs to be boundaries in she, order for her. She to- kind of sort of starts a little anarchist uprising and her first thought is, we need a leader. <laughs> it's true. Not me, though. She's trying to uplift Harry. <laughs> she always knew he had it in him. Gotta uplift your friends just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just so they can be less useless. What? It's it's not because she saw all this goddamn natural talent out of leadership in Harry that's just oozing from every pore? She's like, well, body? if you're going to be screaming, you might as well be screaming at somebody. I don't know. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, all right, well, I've I've been carrying this team for long enough. Uh, you know what? It's time for uh, it's time for Harry to turn his soft skills into hard skills. Let's see how you are at teaching. Turns out great. Would have been nice if he'd done something with that, huh? Yeah, huh? Weird. Hmm. Wonder. Might as well just become a cop, though, you know what I'm saying? That's that's for Cop Harry and also the gym beam. But also, <laughs> to be fair, like, the prospect of, like, jobs after you graduate from your high school and just being, like, one of them, like, oh, return and be a teacher at your high school. It's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Go to a different school. Also not least. ideal, but like he only knows two and they're both hidden. Uh 
<laughs> Although I guess the teaching job at uh, Durmstrang, that's that's got to be open, right? Which one? In terms of, like Karkaroff, the one Karkaroff ran. Oh yeah, headmaster. He's going to be headmaster of Durmstrang. It's an open position. That's all I'm saying. He knows of That'd two other fun. schools, and one of them has an open headmaster seat. It's free <laughs> real estate. <laughs> Just move on in there. They go to practice Quidditch in the pouring, pouring, pouring rain. I wouldn't. Yeah. Also, how does he? Was impervious one of the ones from uh, from? when he was practicing for the maze or did he just remember that from two years ago? He just remembered that from two years ago. I okay, like. dude. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, we're struggling that, with that... random spells and we can do this one fine. Okay. In our yeah. Rolodex of spells and disarmaments. It's like, if you could just have a casual spell where stuff couldn't bonk you in the face and it, it did nothing else to you. There's no bad side effects. Like, why not just always impervious your whole face and then nothing will ever hit you in the face? That's the most you thing you have ever said. <laughs> that that would be the spell that, um, God's, what's his name? Gilderoy Lockhart would have to really want. Yeah, don't touch my Protect face. Protect the face. That's mm. the moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. Except for me, that it would be my boobs. Like, God, well, let's put like an impervious armor on these. <laughs> oh. Gotta protect these puppies. Oh, that's that'd funny. be that'd be good. That's oh, that would that would keep things off your shirt. Imagine <laughs> oh, like, like a bib. It's oh. basically a magic bib, huh? <laughs> oh my God, maybe would that get rid of boob sweat? That would like change my life. Well, well, because boob sweat. No. Wait, no, because boob sweat is coming from inside the house, though. It's- the poop sweat yeah. is coming from inside the house. <laughs> if Twitter's still up, tweet that one. <laughs> this is Twitter is Twitter gonna collapse for real? We think. Yeah, so. I mean, who's running it right now? Like physically, <laughs> technologically, who's running if, it right now? Like as, if, as soon as something breaks, it's broken. What if? A miracle happens and somehow Snoop Dogg does end up with it because he's been tweeting about it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I would vote for that. I, I, I feel mean, like Snoop's not that dumb. Let's vote vote Snoop pre- president of Twitter. President of Twitter. The new democracy of Twitter. Sure. <laughs> Fine. May as well. Okay. Okay. Quidditch practice is an absolute shit show because no one can see what anyone else is doing and, um, and Fred and George have giant pustules all over their butt cheeks. <laughs> Guess they do. Oh, from um, some of their experimenting gone awry. I won't, I won't get into it, but like this building has mice. Does it not? Why are sure. they testing things on themselves first and then jumping straight to human trials? That's, are we accounting for, are we accounting for allergens? Were, were the, were the skiving snack boxes produced in a factory that also processes peanuts? We don't know. <laughs> You're speaking as if Fred and George have any. I know. To, I know. Uh, I know. It's just sci- there's ways around process. this, boys. There's ways around this. God, uh, that sounds great. Can I? How do I become a health inspector or a food inspector in the wizarding world? Oh my god, <laughs> it's like Hugo from Bob's Burgers walks in to Wiz- Weasley's Wizarding Week. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there you're serving human meat. I feel like this is one of the few times that you see Fred and George like kind of pissed. They're like, "This one actually really sucks. This is not good." Yeah, like I can't. <laughs> I can't find the joke in this. <laughs> My butt hurts. 
I think some of mine have ruptured. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Oh. oh, it's a bad time. And then Harry yells, ouch. <laughs> Which, like, it's it's his scar and the whole fucking magic thing. Oh, but also, yeah. like, your your homeboys are standing right there. They have open, open burst sores on, on, their, butts. on their butts. Potentially <laughs> in their butts. And you're yelling, ouch? Come on, man. That's yeah. all I can hear. Oh, like, that line, that line only was... Was Derek Chris Harry Potter? One, <laughs> my head hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, Angelina calls practice pretty soon because it's it's not working. Um, Harry Scar does indeed pain him in the changing rooms. I mean, although I do empathize with Harry here, but because when the weather acts up, my my body also screams. Uh, my <laughs> joints are just not happy when I wake up in the morning. It's the whole oh my thing. god. Oh, and we get a rare moment of glasses-less Harry. His his prescription <laughs> with his glasses. His, his prescription is isn't so bad that he can't tell when people's faces are turned near him. Which tell me you don't wear glasses without telling me you don't wear glasses, True. Joe. True. Didn't hear it. You don't even know what it's like to wear glasses. Did it at any point? Like no, she just like oh glasses. That makes him different. That makes him uh, that show it's okay that like you can Never. be different and. And still conquer the world. It's like, have you ever considered contacts? He, he doesn't even regularly lose them like Velma. It's not even a plot point. He just has them. He just has them. What kind of dumb person just has glasses? And never updates them or gets his prescription checked or anything? Yeah, Because he true. has eyes like his mother. <laughs> prescription. Same prescription as his mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it says on his medical history. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh i just poked myself in the eye but then i think the text says but he sends ron like a significant look and i can just picture like like stupid little harry just turning dramatically with his like eyebrow raising like <laughs> weird al playing huh? and he looks at him and he looks at me <laughs> and i look at him and he looks at me and I look at him, <laughs> and he looks at me. But, like, for five minutes. They're talking about it. Harry knows that his scar hurt because Voldemort is angry. He wants something done, and it's not happening fast enough. I wrote in my book I, by the next line, Again, he felt surprised to hear the words coming out of his mouth, and yet quite certain that they were true. Me at parties. I get a certain <laughs> point of drunk, and I'm just like, let me tell you about you. <laughs> it's delightful. Harry has his Kylo Ren way situation with him and Voldy and can somehow like tell a link with him, like see into his mind, but we don't know how. It's just like, oh, he just, I just know. I, Harry's an empath, y'all. Oh, there's a fucking, oh, there's a line like a couple pages later where he's just like thinking about like, what is this weird connection between like me and Voldemort that Dumbledore's never been able to explain satisfactorily? Oh, he hasn't been able to, has he? Mm-hmm. 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 Fine, sure. I'm sure it's beyond his abilities to talk in a straight line. Actually, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> no, no, he can explain himself. He just does it when he pleases. When he yeah, yeah, he's he's not going to do it in a straightforward way. He's he's going to take five years and fuck with you. 
A wizard never reveals his secrets late. He reveals them exactly when he means to. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> um, Harry's doing a little bit of homework, but it's late and he's sleepy and he falls asleep. <laughs> Relatable. Because he's bad at school. He is pretty bad at school. A lot of these kids are bad at school. Ron's really bad at school. Mm. I do have a uh, question about this this hallway dream. Are okay. he and Voldemort having the same dream? Or is Voldemort just, like, fantasizing about getting past the door to the prophecy that hard? Or is this, like, a like Voldemort believes in manifesting things and he's just, like, really trying to picture, like, if I can just imagine myself getting through the door, then I'll put it out there into the universe and it'll come true for me. You know, like, they have to do before they stand in front of the room of requirement. They just have to imagine what they need really, really bad. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Oh, God, is that the theme? Manifesting? <laughs> Um, I don't know if I love manifesting. I think that Voldemort right now, like, doesn't know the depth of his own powers, but he feels that he's probably connected to Harry and is just, like, occasionally trying to, like, send him this. No, because like, I remember distinctly that Voldemort doesn't figure out, like, the two-way mind link thing until Arthur Weasley gets sent to the hospital. Spoilers, Arthur Weasley gets sent to the hospital. But, like, maybe he's, he he doesn't know for sure, but maybe he, like, suspects it, you know? That's his, like, test. I don't know, man. I don't know. I th I think he's just really, really, really trying to make it happen for him. <laughs> he read the secret. He's trying to commit the map of it to memory. Yeah, there we go. He doesn't. When he needs it later. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have a good sense of direction. I love here where Harry is, there's a line where he's, says, I'm not making prophecies, okay? When Ron is trying to get him to oh, realize. Yeah. You take that back! And it's like, but that's exactly what you're doing. That's what this you're gonna do. Such a shitty yeah. example of... Not uh, far off. Of, yeah, and I like... Joanne probably didn't even intend that to be fucking foreshadowing. It just so happened to be it. It's a paradox. It's like, yeah, fine. We'll give it to you, I guess. Yep. Harry wakes up when Dobby rolls in. Um, he's wearing every hat that Hermione has ever knitted and he he Hedwig. His his cup runneth over. I, I stutter because my mouth kept trying to say Hatwig. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Hedwig on hats. Yeah. There was there was a kid's book that I had growing up that was like based on a true uh, story, but the title was fantastic. It was called She's Wearing a Dead Bird on Her Head. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it was like about... That's alarming. Yeah, it was about women's suffrage and how it was kind of tied up with this fashion movement at the time where women would just have like... Like this was this was big hat times and like formal hats would have just an entire taxidermied bird or just a bunch of rare bird feathers and it was starting to cause uh, like population declines and like endangered species like this was mm -hmm. early on. And, like, I don't remember exactly how they were connected, but the title was She's Wearing a Dead Bird on Her Head, and that lives rent-free in my head. You just <laughs> described how when in The Prisoner of Azkaban, and they're trying to, uh, um, with the Boggart, and 
oh, your greatest fear, make it funny. Oh, and yeah. With the devil yeah. and, and Snape jumps yeah. out of the closet and dresses him with the vulture. Yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. wearing a vulture on your head. Like, aren't those gigantic? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Neville's I'm grandma has. Uh, Neville's grandma is fucking stacked. Vulture hat. No, they don't. <laughs> These are silly. They're all the rage. This isn't right at all. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, anyway. Dobby has been picking up every single thing that Hermione has ever knitted. Socks and hats. And I feel a little robbed because the chapter header illustration is Dobby wearing many hats. But we don't get to see Hedwig perched on top. And I just wish they'd added her. Yeah. I, I want to see how she's balancing. Cop out. Cop yeah. out. Um, the other house elves apparently won't clean Gryffindor Tower because they think the clothing is insulting and like it is. A little bit. Oh, Hermione. Oh, girl. It's not a look, but also it can't be worse than having with Winky a enslaved house elf who doesn't want to, who is happy with their quote unquote enslavement. And is uh, also um, an, has a substance use disorder. Great, Joanne. This is we're doing great. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this um is this chapter the last time Winky's ever mentioned in the possibly. whole series? I think it might Very be possibly. Yeah, and it's the only thing we get, and it is mentioned multiple times throughout. Like. Dobby cannot let it go. Like she is like no, she she really needs AA or something, but we're elves, so we, like they don't they don't have EAA. Uh, we can't. We have nowhere to go. We're not anonymous at all. Dobby's doing his best. Oof. Um so Dobby he's here to bring Hedwig back. That's why he's here. But then they're just like chit-chatting and Dobby's like, "Harry, I wish you could help me since wait, I wish I could help you since you helped me so much. And then Harry's like, oh, but you can. Again. Dobby helps you a lot, my dude. Yeah, Dobby, bud, you're even. You're very, like, the gillyweed thing. The gillyweed. You are so even after the gillyweed thing. More than anything else, just, like, saving face. Truly. Like, the greatest face. (laughs) The great escape. (laughs) So he's like... Dobby, can you find me a secret place to have a secret meeting? And then the book's like, he was sure that Dobby would be sad and be like, oh, it's impossible. And like, he would never get an answer. But Dobby definitely would never react that way, no matter what. (laughs) Harry's being dense again. He's he has been getting a lot of that reaction to a lot of things that he really needs. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. Yeah. Just like apathy. Like this is this is where my luck is. Like his batting average is not great. It's probably stupid of me to even ask, but like surely, surely you would know a hidden somewhere, somewhere in the castle. Please say yes. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! Seriously? Oh, hell yeah! yeah. Big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the room of requirement. It only shows up when someone really needs it, and it becomes the room they need at the time, including if you need a bunch of chamber pots, which I still argue you really only need one chamber pot. You know what I'm saying? Wizards. <laughs> it's Take This is an face. AI that was programmed by wizards. That's what this oh, is. That's fun, Haley. Right? Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I made a technology reference, and it made sense, I think. 
I'm doing so well out of the bog. So if great. it's if like the holodeck. I was you stole yeah. J- no, Zach would be, I didn't steal it. Take it you, back. You no, 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 no! Don't steal it. No, Zach was be so proud of you. Like you referenced the holodeck, and that's exactly what the rumor requirement is. It's like the beta version for the holodeck. <laughs> I love it. How big can this thing get though? Like, because the holodeck from question. Star Trek, like. You can fit an entire Irish town or village in that thing, or like simulate an entire Sherlock Holmes like as murder well, mystery. big as it needs to be. Apparently, by the by the end of Deathly Hallows, aren't there like many many people camped out there? Like yeah, with, like, dorm, like army barracks, well, basically. Yeah, like uh, Fred and George realized that like they've been in there before, but it was a room. It was a broom cupboard at the time. It was a room yeah. cupboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it was. It, it technically was, uh, but it was not a cupboard containing rooms. It was a cupboard containing brooms that was actually a room. Um, <laughs> it was a room hiding, disguised as a closet. It was a room. It's it's like Fry's apartment <laughs> in Futurama when he moves in with Bender. <laughs> I don't know that reference. I never get any jokes. I can't remember anything. Bender is a robot that lives in a tiny closet in an apartment full of, uh, or a building full of tiny robot closet apartments. And there's like a whole episode where Fry's trying to find a place to live. And then at the very end, Bender's like, well, I guess you could just stay in my closet. Like the back wall opens up and it's a whole fucking apartment. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) My brain was doing like this thing where every time they said room of requirement, I was like, yeah, that's the name of the podcast. (laughs) But it's not. It's just like another jazzy like part of Hogwarts that starts with an R. Surely there's a there's got to be there's got to be at least one room of requirement podcast out there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Watch them be like like the dark universe version of us. (laughs) That'd be fun. Right. We could fight them. We could. I bet they have goatees. I'll formally challenge them to a duel. Yes, with a with the glove, smack them with the glove, and make them pick it up. That's how you formally challenge someone to a duel. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Really? I thought it was just for the drama. Yeah, duels are so dramatic. Are you kidding? Extremely dramatic. We've all seen Hamilton. Yes, we have. (laughs) I want to be in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. Alex, I have a question. Do you feel like the room of requirement is kind of like a bit easy in terms of like Harry Potter plot purposes? Oh, for sure. I yeah, it's it's the room of requirement. Just like J.K. was like, oh, how am I like this? That bitch was like, how am I going to possibly? Find a pl- covert place in a castle where by five years has pretty much been mapped out. Like she's already dug out secret chambers in the basement of the bathroom. Um, you know, there's so many other places and nooks and crannies she can <laughs> find a hide. She's like a white suburban dad. Just got to keep adding decks. <laughs> no, but really there is a house across the street from where Zach and I at his mom's house. And the neighbor has just been perpetually building onto their house for the past 20 years. Yeah, Nothing I've had that of neighbor. this house makes sense. There is just doors that just don't go anywhere. Um, oh, it's from, like, like the Winchester house. That that decks that just like were supposed to be built that never were. Haley, like, remember we saw that door the other day that was just in the middle of like a like a brick oh, patio. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. It was like a solitary door. Huh. Hold on. These God, I love city so architecture. 
But yeah, no, Alex, that sounds that sounds a lot like the Winchester house. Actually, there is a, a phenomenon. These things in Japan like have a name and I'm hoping I can find it. Zach hmm. would know what they are. See, I had like the, the beginning stages of that neighbor um, in Alabama. The guy that lived like the family that lived across the street from us was insane for a lot of reasons. Uh, but one of them, probably one of the more benign, was that the dad was the guy who cannot stop building decks in like the three or so years that we lived there. He added like a rec room onto the back of the house and like it was like a rec room and then a pool and five decks i want to say it was five when we left they'd had just the one deck when they started and that became the rec room so like that very serious yeah he was he had a lot of fucking time on his hands also alabama's terrible so you know you got to distract yourself somehow Haley, do you what do you think about the room of requirement what do you mean by too easy? Like, narratively? Yeah, just like, what do you think about it, narratively? I shouldn't have said a Lotus question. <laughs> no. um, I remember being delighted enough by, like, this is a, this is a well-done setup, uh, if your audience is nerds, because I remember, like, the first time going through this book, hearing about the Room of Requirement, and right before Harry gets to remembering the chamber pot thing remembering the chamber pot thing myself and saying because my mom was reading it aloud because that was what we did and being like oh my god wait wait that sounds like Dumbledore's chamber pot thing and then she got to that line where Harry's like oh what about the chamber pot thing so like that's Haley how does it feel to be the smartest person I I mean fine um (laughs) it's not all it's cracked up to be no one ever listens to you you're the only one who's read hogwarts in history Uh, (laughs) but like history history and magic was your favorite class like hey i always had really good history teachers rip in peace to everyone else including professor bins but um i all of my history professors were super cool uh and alive um which you know they would At have least really as far liked as you knew. If they never went through a, a blackboard. They would have if that they could you have. Saw. <laughs> they would have if they could have. History teachers are as close as anyone in the real world can really get to wizards. It's true. They carry the knowledge. And, and they want the drama. They're, they aspire to the drama. Okay, so what day is it? It's tomorrow. Still raining so hard. So Quidditch practice is canceled because last night's Quidditch practice was bad. So Harry tells everyone that they're doing their first meeting tonight. What day is it? It's tonight. I love that this is like making plans pre-Facebook. Yeah. Like Angelina's like, hey, Quidditch is canceled. He's like, hey, guess what's not? And then like through the rest of the day, everybody has to like word of mouth to each other. Ginny manages to get to Cho before Harry can. Well done, Ginny. Ginny has a crush on Cho also. Ginny sliding into them DMs. Ginny and Cho make so much more sense to me than Harry and Cho. Or, oh my god. Wait. Yeah. Wait. I ship this really hard now all of a sudden. They both I'm love here Quidditch. for it. Wait. Um, wait. They both experience a lot of trauma. Oh my I god. Mean, it works. It works it really so well. Works oh no. <laughs> That's a good ship. <laughs> No, I have really to think add about that it. To our queer ship notes. <laughs> um, oh, what would the ship this name is be? essentially spreading an very important message 
via a game of telephone. And they, and we just get there. We're like, and eventually all 25 people that needed to, that had been at the Hogs had just magically knew where to meet up. And it's like, okay. And followed and the instructions. In, and no one in that chain did they get overheard in this conversation. Did yeah. anyone say like, oh, you have to walk outside of it, fi- outside this section of hall five times while thinking about the opposite of well, what maybe, you want or. So like, I want like, uh, I kind of thought that the door was just there once Harry and Hermione and Ron. That's were how I interpreted it as well. No, no. Cause someone like everyone has to be able to find it. Like it wouldn't be hidden if it just left the door open behind them. Hmm. So, like, everyone has to make it appear themselves. Well, I guess that's why everyone walks together, so they can figure it out. But also, if you, Haley, if you say walk in front of the the wall five times, then it, they'll still get there, because in order to get to five times, they'll have to do it three times. No, they'll do it like Monty Python. They'll do one, two, five. <laughs> that's still three, Haley. No! <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, they go down to the room of requirement. Harry uses his Marauder's Map to check that the coast is clear. Honestly, I feel like at this point, Joanne is just trying not to lose track of cool stuff she invented. She's like, Marauder's Map, check. Got it. Still here. It's still there. (laughs) I wrote that. Invisibility cloak, check. uh, There's there's a fucking, there's a tapestry with a guy trying to teach uh, trolls to... Uh, dance ballet and completely ignores the many textological textile related uh, implications of a moving tapestry. How the fuck do you weave that? Hmm. With magic? Yeah. Just like anything that requires a thought out answer. Instead of doing what Georgia R. R. Martin does and just kills a character when he no longer has an answer for how to resolve their plot line. Um, Joanne is just like magic. magic. Just don't fucking explain. Okay, but that's not how tapestries work. I'll get it. It's going to be okay. Is it though? It's not how a lot of this stuff works. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Toward the beginning of the chapter where they were in Charms class and, like, actually talking about, like, oh, no, you don't do the spits. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Right. 2.0. You're losing your frog, right? Wasn't he losing his he, frog? Yes, he was losing his frog. And his this was, yes, his his bullfrog. It was his bullfrog. Because it was loud oh. stuff. Okay, in the middle. It made me realize this is this is a hard magic system. It's just that we have... A soft boy as our point of view character. <laughs> uh huh. I'm He's sure that squishy. it sounds like there's actual rules. It sounds like the magic actually does like have like mechanics, and Harry just never really comments on them because yeah. he is a soft boy. Well, he just doesn't quite get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can Harry keep was up. a very peculiar boy. Oh, did he have a scar <laughs> on his squishy. forehead? And he didn't like his aunt and uncle. Weird. And he was very sad. And he was very squishy. Inside and out. So in the room of requirement, they find everything they need. A room. Privacy. Books. Cushions. 
dark detectors for some reason, like, even though. It's a glimpse into what Professor Harry's classroom would have looked like uh, if I he'd know. had one. He deserves more as an adult. Yes, he we'll does. We'll get there when we get there. Man, who am I going to put on the epilogue episode? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> At least making a face right now. Oh, that's fear. It's fear. <laughs> I have a question. What would our room of requirement be? Or your version? You're, you're a student at Hogwarts. You need you need a room. What is Honestly, it more often than not, super realistically, the number one thing that I would wish was in Hogwarts was a nice gym. Because as you mentioned, the weather tends to be bad outside. It's not even like I would want to do much. I would just want to do like some stretching and some like maybe incline treadmill. Because how else are you going to get your stress out and get your steps in? Going up and all going down the stairs. Well, I guess you're right. <laughs> so maybe many more stairs. For like, maybe more for like stretching. Yeah, like a, a little uh, track that you can run around. A wellness I studio. I have never spa. related to anything <laughs> less. Maybe the spa. Maybe the spa I could do. But maybe like, like who's running pool? this spa? Who's... An indoor pool would be fun. What indoor pool? Has ever been more fun than creepy? The prefix bathroom. That's what I was gonna say. The prefix. That was a bath. I also really, I'm. I was falsely representing myself. I think indoor pools are awful. They're like so sensorily overwhelming. Like I hate them with all my heart. I can't do it. The only good indoor pool in the world. As far as I know, but I'm pretty sure it's in the world, is the one at Massanutten, and even <laughs> then, that is a 13-year-old me's memory. A more than 13-year-old mm. memory. Interesting, interesting. I don't know. It, it was might have that windows. tone of nostalgia. Yeah, you can see through it no matter what time of year. Always the windows of the indoor pool are fogged up because of the humidity. It's perpetually 85 degrees. Oh, and but like. Balmy. Yeah, yeah. Balmy with foot sweat fumes it's like and such chlorine. A, it's such a hot box. Oh. So much chlorine. In the worst possible way. Oh, uh, you can anyway. feel, you can feel like the, the fungus just growing. Yeah, mm. my room of requirement would absolutely not be an indoor pool. I don't know what it would be. I, I think it would just be a, it, it would be itself. The room of requirement and me are perfect for each other. The room of requirement can be whatever it is when no <laughs> one else is looking because it can just be a room that no one can find. That's all Haley, I want. Haley, what if what if when you walked in, it turned into like a rich, retired, like pirate captain's like horde of maps? You know what Ooh. I mean? Like a, like a room like that. I mean... I imagine that's what it is on its own time. Isn't that isn't that what the room of lost things is? It's just like I the identify room of requirement as a cartography is room. Just, <laughs> it just identifies as like a cluttered a cluttered Victorian gentleman's collection of bullshit. Are you describing your apartment right now, Haley? I was just it's thinking that it was like describing Howl's bedroom and Howl's moving castle. I restrained myself ever so slightly. It's the darkest universe's version of my apartment. <laughs> uh, for me, I think my room of requirement would totally 100% be a sex room of requirement. I, that did cross my mind. Like they're, That's they're teenagers. They're all like, you're supposed to be focusing on what you need while you're walking back and forth one, two, five times. But like they're 15. They can't focus on shit. They're no. horny. 
They're, They're horny so as fuck. Because <laughs> all they want to do is fuck. Yes. Just like imagine. <laughs> if you're going back and forth with two of your friends and they're thinking really, really hard about like, man, we have to fight. We have to fight fucking wizard Hitler. And you're just like, I just want to get dick down. And you go in and it's this room and it's completely the same, except there is also like just a pegboard of of paddles and floggers. <laughs> I mean, but really though, where else are you going to like have sex in this castle? It's not, unless you're into like a group environment, it's not going to be in your common room. Uh, it can't be, or if you're into uh, the, unless you're into the opposite sex, which, hey, good for you. Because otherwise the stairs are just going to prevent you from, you know, going uh, up to your uh, rendezvous. The gardens are probably just going to, or the observatory is going to be filled with mandrakes and like poisonous plants. Uh, the forbidden forest is obviously not going to work. The lake, something will kill you. Like, you, you know, it's just, there's nowhere that you can go. There's a giant squid in the lake. How many people had their awakening from mm. just being being bored and thinking about the giant squid. Oh my god, that is the origin. <laughs> so many wizards, that, all the wizards that are into tentacle porn, it's because, you know, they got from the lake. You know, they had their experience. I actually changed my answer to be kind of just like any even remotely comfortable room with like a table and a couch where I can go be by myself for five fucking seconds in this crazy castle. I, I love mean, that. that. That's what I just fucking described. Yep. But more cluttered. I don't want... It is what you just described. I don't want it for sex privacy. I want it for don't fucking talk to me privacy. I want it for both. <laughs> I mean, hey, it could be your, you know, you some times you need to, like, when you're getting down with your, like, nasty self... You need, like, a private place to go. Yeah, I like to take care of myself, light some candles and everything. Although this does raise the question of, like, okay, if if they're all in the room of requirement, having their their meeting with Hermione, you know, insisting that they vote uh, on everything, and then you're going by outside and you really need 10,000 chamber pots... Are you going to walk in the same room everyone else is in, or is it going to create another pocket universe full of your chamber pots that has nothing to do with... you can only do with... one thing at a time. Hmm. It's just magic, Haley. It's magic. Yeah, but I want to know. Well, I've told you how I feel. And knowing how old the plumbing is in this castle, I'm kind of concerned. I mean, they obviously have to use chamber pots because there is no plumbing. Mm, we don't. We don't even need to think about that part. Surely the room of requirement can manifest plumbing. Plumbing right? is for muggles. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's I this is just the show that I need in my life now. Like instead of the Netflix show like how to build a sex room, it's how to build a sex room of requirement. <laughs> Honestly, Wizarding World HGTV would be a hot mess. More of a hot <laughs> mess than regular HGTV. <laughs> so, everyone starts arriving for the meeting. And Hermione starts by proposing. Well, first of all, she's like sitting down with a book, ignoring everyone as they come in, which I get it. Sometimes you just got to be like, I'm saving my strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the floor, on a comfy floor pillow. Mm-hmm. This is where all the banned books show up. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Hermione starts by proposing that they formally elect Harry as their leader. Which they do. And then she proposes that they name the group. Because we need we need to brand ourselves. We need to brand ourselves. I get it. 
If yeah, well, yeah, I know you do, Tina. From a what are we I've, fighting for? I've had this meeting with you. I've had this exact meeting with you several times. Probably more than once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Just from like a narrative perspective, if you just have to have a name for the thing, like when I when I'm editing books and the thing is not named and they just like describe it, they're like the organization. I'm like, you have to name it. It'll make it so much easier. You gotta name the thing. She's such she's such a born rebel leader and it's so tragic because she's so lawful. She, oh, but she understands all of the PR. Yeah, we need a name. We we need logistics. We need to formally have a leader. Like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so boring, but you're right. But this is so boring. Hermione Granger is Steve Wozniak to Harry is Steve Jobs. Um, I don't understand that reference. I'm just going to start screaming every time I don't understand a reference. I know just <laughs> enough about the history of of what went down to that tracks that tracks that merits further and exploration. And what did Ashton Kutcher do? I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> okay. Um Cho suggests that they name it the Defense Association or DA for short. And then Ginny's like, okay, but let's make it Dumbledore's army because we're edgy. And also, you know, Cho, if you want to make out later, um, I will just be hanging out, uh hanging out behind that Ming vase on the third floor. If you show up, you show up. God, Cho, like going for the teacher, like such the professor, such a like clutch move. I think the closest I ever got was making out drunkenly at a club with my bio one hundred one TA. Mm, there you go. Harry in a sweater vest, though it's that that would be a game changer. A lot of people in that school would have to reassess a few things. <laughs> I know I would. Mm. I do this thing where I scroll down in my notes without moving my cursor. And then during the episode, I always pretty much inevitably smash the keyboard by accident at some point. And then my cursor is like way up at the top of the page. And then I get lost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. All right. What day is it? It's tomorrow. So Dumbledore's army DA for short. Short Hermione writes it at the top of their piece of paper. Let's talk about this because it seems dumb to me. Yeah, let's, you know, like name a founding document with all of our names and just leave it out in the open where... You know, no one else would ever find we it. the people in order to form a more perfect union, right? And then they all sign their names. Yeah. All 25. I don't know then. what I was singing. It's the most dramatic thing the that the they could possibly... Like, she she made them go through this whole song and dance of, of formalizing their organization... Now they mm -hmm. need now they need to be incriminating about it. They need she did the she did the one sensible thing, and now wizard instincts take over, and she's all about the drama again. You know, she had to make them all sign their names in blood because it's a magically binding contract. Magically binding. Mm. It's just frustrating because like she this ultimately is, like fucks them. Yeah, and it's it's just like really frustrating. It's like you super could have just not done that. It is an actual ma magically binding contract, though, because she actually cursed it. Yeah, she yeah. cursed it. Yeah. She jinxed it, I think. It, <laughs> Language what matters. Is the, what is the difference between the two? Is there I one? Think, like, I think, like, injury. Mm. That's That sounds like the difference between assault and battery. And or torment, yeah. But, like, if Harry hadn't participated in, in the 
championship last year would he have just ended up with eternal acne? Like, wuss across his face? <laughs> That'd be very funny if that was also the that punishment. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I just want it to be binding in some way. Congratulations yeah. to Hermione for making an actual magically binding contract. And then it. turning it into incriminating evidence. It's Chekhov's <laughs> list. Oh, yeah, God, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just shows that, oh, like, when this is all such a badass, great idea, oh, we're starting an army and fighting against the ministry. Because, um, you know, George has to say that, like, every five minutes, everyone has to point out how terrible and bad the ministry is and how much umbrage sucks. Uh, and then we're like, oh, no, um, it's okay. I, I forgot where I was going with it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great yeah we're doing great I hate it when that happens so Harry wants to start with Expelliarmus and Zach Smith is like what that's for weenies and Harry's like well I I used it to fight Voldemort so, so what do you have to say to that maybe, Zach Smith is like nothing maybe check yourself into weenie hunt general yeah so they all start practicing Expelliarmus Harry partners with Neville um, like and a good teacher with the, with the kid that no one wants to partner with. It, yep, exactly. He's a natural. Um, he's a natural. Oh, and when Harry's like literally completely distracted and looking everywhere else, where um, Neville manages to perform his first ever successful Expelliarmus charm. Woo! Snaps. And Harry's like, "Oh my god, you did such a good job! That was great!" And resists mentioning that, like, "Hey, next time, you know, maybe you do it when I'm not distracted." Like, he he resists the urge. I'm so proud yeah. of him. That's half. That's half of I think being good at a teacher is just learning to not say the thing that's in your mind. <laughs> oh, bud, you're you've come so far. <laughs> Harry starts walking around the room to to help people when he. Gets up to Cho, she gets stupid, and and she says he makes her nervous. Ooh. And Marietta's like, you guys are both so dumb. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't not sympathize. <laughs> yeah, you are Marietta. I, like all of the time, my entire my my entire life. I identify with Marietta because I don't think we ever hear from her ever again, and she's just that that curly haired bitch. And I'm like, yeah. That's me. We didn't. We like. We didn't even get her name right away. It was just like Charles' curly-haired friend. Yeah. We well. I mean, like we get her. We get her as uh, as as sneak for the rest of the series whenever she turns up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they mentioned that it like doesn't really go away. Yeah. It's no. The next year, it is very much still there. It is forever acne. It was like a Hermione, magically should... binding you contract. No. Nope. Hermione you should fix it. No. Hermione is so full of spider. Are you kidding? So they run over on time, and Harry brings the lefts into a hard stop. Uh, fifth years can be out until nine. Wh- who knows? Who knows? But they're not all fifth years. They're dropping. They're not all f- no, they are dropping like so many just little random facts about how the school functions in this, and I can't tell if it's because I've never been to boarding school or if Joe's just yeah. It's fuck it. It's a school. It's. Whatever I say goes. It doesn't need to make sense. They all they're all allowed out at different times. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I just feel like 
who's I don't know who's patrolling this. Like, who knows? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Uh, presumably the prefects, but like this is the least realistic part of the whole chapter. I think is that they're like, okay, well maybe we'll meet uh, same time next week, and they're like Angelina happens to mention like, wait, what about Quidditch practices? And there's people on like various Quidditch teams in this. And Harry's like, well, let's say next next Wednesday night and then we'll figure everything out. No, if this is 25 people, if this 25. is like, this is like trying to schedule, like, I've heard the tales. I've never played D&D, but I know uh-huh. what people talk about with trying to schedule a D&D session. Like, this is, this, this would be like that. It's impossible. When I was reading, I had the exact same note, Haley. I was like, absolutely not. This would never <laughs> no, go this, this smoothly. This conversation would have kept going for another half hour. I'm, I'm like triggered by how unrealistic this scene is. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had this conversation this week, this week. Like, like I'm, it's... I feel like I'm always having this conversation every day with multiple friends. You do. Like right now, it's like, when are we going to do trash TV? Because Courtney wants to do it tomorrow, but me and Anna are free until Thursday. Well, is everyone free on Thursday? Well, Emily's not answering her phone, but like probably, oh no, actually four hours later. Oh no, actually Thursday is uh, my cousin's birthday. I promised I'd be there. Well, what about Friday? Yeah, like it's it keeps going. It does keep going. Sorry, when I was doing that demonstration, I was like, oh, I forgot to text Courtney about the bunt pan I need from her. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Gotta get that bunt pan. Oh, wait. When you pick up the bunt pan, can you get my water bottle? I think I left it at her house. At Courtney's? Yeah. Oh, sure. Thanks. Anyway, the chapter is almost <laughs> over. <laughs> um, everyone leaves their room of requirement in small groups so as to not draw attention. Probably, I feel like, still noticeable. I mean, right. they they did they took a measure. Just be grateful that they took a measure. I guess you're right. Yeah. Everyone leaves. The trio goes back to the common room. Ron and Hermione are bickering, but Harry's like, "Oh my god, I make her nervous." Mm. Mm. But does it mean anything? Mm. Like, the unspiciest thing ever. Dot dot dot. Dum dum. The. Ch- the chapter ends with ellipses. Man, the next one's a Quidditch chapter. Yeah, have fun with that. We have a fun guest coming on for it, so I'm excited, even though it's a Quidditch chapter. Are you making Adel do it again? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not this. I actually have something special in <laughs> that I hope for Adel to come on for. <laughs> I thought you were going to hold Adel to the bit about only bringing him on for Quidditch <laughs> episodes. He deserves more than that. He deserves to have some fun. No, no, no. No, no, no. He made one offhanded comment, and now he should suffer for eternity. I think I'm going to bring him on and I, for, for the episode where uh, Fred and George break out. Yeah, okay. Adel deserves to be like on that, that one. Feel it's, like they're that on, they're on broomsticks. It counts. Okay, <laughs> okay I'll save that joke. Um, anyway, are we ready to move on to plugs? Guess so. Woo! All right, let's keep them quick, she says, so optimistically. Alex, I'm sure that people know exactly where to find you on the internet, but if not, where can you be found? Yeah, you can find me for in my wonderful co-host, Zach, on My Cabbage is an Avatar podcast. We're currently on Twitter at CabbageCast. We're also on Instagram and Gmail um, at mycabbagecast at gmail.com. 
And what's something you have read or watched or played or listened to lately you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? So I have a lot. I've been thinking about this and I was like, do I want to do a like holiday movie? Do I want to do a book that I just finished? And honestly, I'm going to do one that I normally wouldn't share. Um, and I'm going to plug a video game. And that game is probably one that a lot of listeners have that are into video games have already played. So I'm late to this. But uh, for those that were last minute holdouts like me, uh, Hades, which is a uh, like d- dungeon crawl road like game. Uh, and you play Zagoras, who is the son of Hades, and you literally have to escape the underworld. Uh, and it is delightful. And the music is such a jam. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your recommendation. I am a last minute holdout, but I'll play it. Sure. Why not? Haley, what about you? I'm like, should I don't even feel like the host should plug their socials anymore. It's like, you know, like it's (laughs) it's linked to the show. Yeah. I'm the writ to wit at Twitter for now. Who knows what the future holds Um, (laughs) for my plug. um, This is this is how I'm choosing to close out the year, fellas. Um, I am going to plug Ask a Mortician on YouTube. Um, Caitlin Doty is a... So writerly of you. She, it's, honestly, I've been way down this rabbit hole. She's been doing YouTube for, like, seven years. Um, she's, like, this cool sparkle goth. That's the only way I can describe her overall style. That's fun. Yeah, no, she, like, Tina, she's honestly kind of like you if you leaned more into, like, a gothy vibe and were a mortician. <laughs> and she I like <laughs> I don't know man like she has uh like she started off just kind of answering very frank questions that people have about uh the funeral industry and mm-hmm. like death in general uh and mm-hmm. then branched out into doing a lot of like like history stuff about like iconic murders or whatever but it's always with a very humanizing and desensationalizing angle uh, cool. So it's always extremely compassionate, uh, and she just wants us all to be less scared of death. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, so Ask a Mortician, Caitlin Doty, I believe she's written a couple of books. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's a very cool one. So welcome. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. This week, I'm going to plug Howl's Moving Castle, both Woo! the middle grade novel by Diana Wynne-Jones and the Studio Ghibli movie. Is it Miyazaki? Are they I, both? It's, yep. uh, he's Hayao a Miyazaki. director who works with Studio Ghibli a lot, Indeed. and I think was a founder I'm, of it. Whenever I, I say both, I'm like, oh, I feel like eventually I'm going to be wrong about one of these. <laughs> nope, you're right. You were correct. Yeah, we read Howl's Moving Castle in the movie. Oh, that's not the name of the network anymore. The Deus Ex Media Discord server um, for our book club. And I liked it a lot. I had never read the book before, but I'd seen the movie at length before. At length. I mean, that's not how you say that um, many times before. And um, they're both just very delightful in their own way. We're doing actually a network movie watch along this upcoming Friday. So if you want to be a part of that, it's not too late to hop on the Patreon for a dollar a month. Get access to our district server. Watch the movie with us. Can confirm that both the book club recommendation of this month and the Discord server is lit. It's extremely lit. Alex, thank you so much for joining us for this it's episode of the restriction section. Thank you for having me. It's all it's very nice to have you. It just feels like chit chatting, you know what I mean? It's like uh, a, the best energy. It's just like I said, our fireside chat, just a bunch of friends getting around and uh slandering uh childhood classic. <laughs> 
And I think that the three of us are going to be on another episode together toward the end of the book. Yep. Yep, we are. We're going to need some uppers for that one. Yeah, we're- <laughs> mm, yeah I am I am not going to be uh, repeating the... Exp- well, I wasn't going to anyway with the, uh, the Jim Beam highball. But yeah, that one's going to be a doozy. That one's going to be a doozy. So brace yourself, everyone. And that's the end of the podcast. And that's the end of the podcast, guys. Right, Bye. Bye. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on a even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. We'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made. One episode at a time. What kind of slum do you think this is? Have you smelled mothballs, babe? It's not good. Dave X Media.